The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Shirley Madair, your purveyor of this definitive source of living a beautiful life. This week's episode is dedicated to your source of power. And today's topic is part of the Empowerment Series. It's called Creating and Defining Your Version of Success, my interview with Alexis Ray. Thank you, Dr. Shirley. Alexis Ray is a writer and a speaker who focuses on empowerment, especially that of women and youth, young girls. She has experience in the fashion industry and illustrious experience in the fashion industry, working with luxury brands, publications, and retailers on branding and creativity. In 2015, Alexis's philanthropic work awarded her a member of the New York Global Leaders Dialogue and an elite ambassador and contributor for Mogul, which is an award-winning tech platform that helps over 18 million women across 196 countries to share their ideas and experiences and to expand and grow and evolve and make the world a better place, which is exactly what Alexis is doing. Alexis has also created an interview series called Success Talk, and she has been um, so wonderful to honor me with her time, and she has also honored me with an invitation to do her interview for her success talk. So on today's podcast, we're going to do a little tete-a-tete, a little reciprocity talking. And so the way that we're going to proceed is that Alexis is going to start by asking me a question, and then I will alternate with her and ask her a question. And then we'll just go back and forth and get into a flow. And I think it'll be really fun and sexy. So I'm excited. Welcome, Alexis, and thank you for your time. Thank you, Dr. Shirley. I'm so excited to be here. It is an honor to be able to uh, have a conversation with you about what empowers us and what success means to us. I'm ready. Let's do it. Please. So uh, what inspired you to become a surgeon? You know, it's very interesting. I know you sent me the questions in advance and I saw them like I saw the questions (laughs) and I read them to be like, oh, yeah, these are great questions. And I gave no thought to them whatsoever. So (laughs) FYI, (laughs) we're on the same page. We're on the same page. So this is truly coming from the inside, no preparation, spontaneous. And I think it'll make it much more fun. I agree. I actually ask these questions all the time and I don't have answers myself. So we're both freestyling. here. (laughs) It's great. So what inspired me to become a surgeon? The short answer is that not that I need to give a short answer, but I was a ballet dancer. And I think dancing ballet 
for many years, for me was probably, if I look at it and try to dissect it, pun intended, was probably an expression of my love for the human body and how it works. I'm always and have always been fascinated by the way things work. And I think there is a book out there called The Way Things Work. And I always wanted it as a child. I never got it. But anyway, (laughs) I love the way things work. I have such an appreciation for the human body and how fascinating we it is in the way that we're all put together and how we think and feel and act and organs and I, I was just always nerding out on that so I went to ballet school and became a ballet dancer and learned more about how the human body works and then I got to a point where I thought okay this is great but I need more and I hate to say it but I, I kind of became intellectually not stimulated <laughs> with, with dancing ballet. And I probably really wasn't good enough to become an ultimate professional anyway. So all things happened for a reason. I transitioned into more academic ways of studying the human body, and that involved biology. So then went into biology, and frankly, my love and interest and passion for the human body and how it works continued to grow. And I found my way to medical school and then general surgery and then plastic, fantastic plastic <laughs> surgery. So here I am. Wow. <laughs> Well, that's really inspirational. Um, Thank you. I love that. But it was a process for sure, and um, I didn't have it mapped out. I did go with the flow, but I think for me what was always important was what would make me or help me to feel as if I were thriving. What would I want to wake up in the morning and feel as if, yes, I'm ready to do this. I can't wait to do this. And granted, not every day is like that. Not every day is like that. But overall, I love what I do. And I really feel blessed to be able to do it and to do it well and to be able to make my contribution to making the world a more beautiful place one person at a time. So it was always important for me to feel that I was loving what I was doing. And if it ever felt differently, I thought, okay, then I'm not going that route. So I think that's how I went from one step to the other to the other without even having any foresight as to where I would end up. And I'm here. (laughs) Which I appreciate and I'm grateful for. Now, what led you to work with empowering women and girls? I know we need people like you. So what led you into that field and what motivated you? It was honestly my experience of needing to be empowered that helped me realize if this is what I need to push myself forward, how many other women and girls need this. Um, And while we are in a time that we are Social media and and media within itself gives us a lot of access into images of women, but there's still not enough representation. And so I felt, why not start to create representation of women across all industries uh, that are being successful in their lives? And and also to highlight what success means outside of just your professional endeavors, because society has taught us that success is really just professional. And... A lot of people are misled because they only pursue professional success and then their personal lives are in shambles. And I don't believe that you can truly be successful professionally if you aren't successful personally. As you mentioned, you know, you should wake up and love what you do. And some days are are tougher than others. So, you know, we're human and we're going to have differences. But um, if you cannot enjoy yourself personally... I think it makes it a bit difficult to enjoy the professional success as well. So uh, realizing every time I saw someone that looked like me doing something remotely close to what I I wanted to do, it made me want to do it more. More. And and it gave me that approval Mm. to 
do it because you see someone that looks kind of like you kind of doing it. And so it made me, again, just think how many women and girls feel this way that aren't seeing themselves, um, that may have unconventional dreams Mm -hmm. and they don't have a roadmap because they don't see anyone who's done it before them. So I immediately started to um, consider how I could translate that into the world. Um, And then it came my experience in business. Uh, Working with a lot of men, it wasn't that pleasant. And some men are pleasant in business. I'm not going to say all, but I realized that my experience working with women in business versus working with men in business was totally different. Mm. So I decided to... Um, celebrate my women yeah, and again put them on a platform to represent for other women and girls yes. and to, to help us all figure it out right. one by one telling our stories and, sa- and and sharing what it is that helps us to thrive what yes. it is that motivates us who motivates us who said that one thing to us that really made a difference in our perspectives about ourselves and, and the path of life that we were on. Right. We have a lot in common. Um, having worked with um, a lot of men or predominantly male in predominantly male industries and then n- initially not seeing anyone who looked like ourselves. I mean, for most, shall I say all? No, I'm going to say for most of my surgical training, I didn't see anyone who looked like me. And for a while, uh, when people asked me, what do you do? And I would say, I'm a plastic surgeon. And, you know, all sorts of weird, you know, looks and responses came from the other person. I would just sort of blow it off and say, yeah, 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 I'm an anomaly. But then that was really um, dismissive of all of my efforts. And it was really um, unfair uh, to be able to put that word out there to describe what I had been doing, what I have done, what I continue to do. So I really applaud you for taking that experience and turning it into something positive and something um, that you can create to help people feel more aspired and inspired to do what you've done and beyond. And beyond. And so and I also really feel applaud like they belong. you. Yeah, and to feel as if they belong. Because for the longest time throughout surgical training, I did not feel as if I belonged. And let me tell you, there were many people who let me know that I didn't belong in so many ways. So it took so much effort and support from my family, from my friends, and, and just inner dialogue to assert that I was there for a reason. Exactly. And it wasn't for nothing. It was exactly. to help make the world a better place and maybe to help, you know, that person who is antagonistic really see and think about what they were saying and doing and ask them to question themselves. Oh, do you really want to say this to this young lady? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So, <laughs> Do you consider yourself a leader? I do. I didn't for the longest time because I was just trying to get through and make it through the first residency and then the second residency and then my fellowship. I was just and then, you know, having my own practice, I was just trying to get through and I wasn't realizing what was happening outside of me for and about me because, again, I just had a bit of tunnel vision like power through, get through, you're going to be okay, you're going to do fine. Um, but now I definitely consider myself a leader and not, no longer an anomaly. And if I am an anomaly, then I revel in that difference. I revel in it. Call me what you will. I don't care. And you're, you are setting the tone and you're creating, you're clearing space, you're clearing the path for other female surgeons. I have to tell you, because there was a lot of to clean up <laughs> on that path. <laughs> and sometimes rather than a scalpel, I was using a shovel to get the crap out of the way. But I hope that I have cleared a path, at least for one young woman or even young man. It doesn't even matter anymore. But 
significantly for one young woman to follow in my footsteps to a certain degree and then take off and go to the stratosphere and do more and beyond what I have ever done. Exactly. And we are not just women, but we're women of color. Yes. And so in being a leader, like you said, maybe also a guy, but there are just so many ways that we can influence as yes. leaders ourselves and so many people that we can influence because we cover a lot of ground right. in our existence. Absolutely. And we are colorful. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I believe your question is next. Yes. Uh, what inspired you to start your podcast focusing on beauty, fashion, and living well? So I feel that I have a lot to say. And it isn't just on plastic surgery. And I thought for me to be able to put out my message about holistic beauty and empowerment through beauty, um, using the needle or the knife or not, I thought that it was important for me to have a larger platform to philosophize, if you will. (laughs) And believe me, the first few podcasts I was philosophizing and lecturing, and it wasn't necessarily the best format, but I've grown and evolved, and now I do interviews, which I think have been fantastic. Um, So I decided to do a podcast in general because I wanted to get my message out there because I, I think it's an important one. It's not just about how you're looking, and it isn't just about you know, having a plastic surgery procedure, it really is about women's empowerment, or just empowerment in general, through the language of beauty. And this is the language, one of the languages that I speak. It is that of beauty, and that's how I hope to have my impact. Now, why on the subjects of fashion? I mean, I think for me, beauty is obvious. I'm in the beauty industry. But why also add the fashion and the wellness was because for me, Beauty is on the spectrum of wellness, as is fashion. It's a whole spectrum of wellness. And whether you are at the beginning of it, the middle of it, or the end of the spectrum, for example, with plastic surgery, we are all under the same umbrella. I think everyone wants to be beautiful. Everyone already is beautiful. And I think everyone wants to figure out a way to put their best face forward, put their best foot forward, and live their best lives ever. I will not appeal to everyone, and that's okay, and I accept that. But I do think that calling into the podcast the subjects that I love, fashion, wellness, and beauty, the subjects that I am deeply passionate about. I can speak to them with authenticity and credibility. And therefore, if I'm going to bother saying anything at all, it better be something that I know something about and I believe in. So that's why the podcast and that's why fashion, the art of living well, and beauty, forever fab, hashtag forever fab. (laughs) <laughs> and I thank you for creating Forever Fab. Thank you. It resonates with me, and it. it thank you. I have taken a lot from the few interviews that I've watched, and I'm. It. It's just amazing. I love the perspective of women. So you again are just opening up uh, doors to these perspectives that we may not have if you didn't have your podcast. So I thank very you. much appreciate that. I am grateful. Thank you. Now, what inspired you to create Success Talk, and how do you motivate yourself to do it? Because as you mentioned, it's not always easy, and it doesn't necessarily come naturally. You have to find the guests. You have to do logistics. You have to uh, mesh schedules. So how do you keep doing it and doing it well? So I started Success Talk because um, I needed exactly what I'm giving. And uh, most entrepreneurs do start by solving a problem that exists. And I 
really believe that we don't have enough representation of women in enough spaces and we are everywhere, Mm -hmm. which is why I don't limit the industry or the level in the industry of my participants. I want women that are CEOs. I want women that are students. I want women that are in their entry level career and I want women that are changing their career. I want to talk to all women because everyone needs something. Yes. And if we are able to see someone that is doing something that we thought we may want to do or may not be anything that we want to do, but they may just be interesting for whatever reason you find them interesting for. I believe we should have access to those stories. And, um, it, since I've been doing it, I find myself more and more encouraged by the women that I speak to, which is what motivates me and keeps me going because I'm able to, take something valuable from every story that's been shared with me and it helps me become a better woman so I know that the audience that is tuning in is also getting at least one thing yeah and even if it's just the woman that I speak with that gets something because it's always a fluid conversation so we it's an exchange it is an exchange and uh while I um I transcribe my interviews for a written article so we I take out a lot of the conversation which the audience doesn't get to to have that's why you need a podcast (laughs) which we're working on I'm I'm uh, just saying I'm trying to uh get more comfortable with my voice just as I shared with you earlier (laughs) yes and it I you know whatever that's that's neither here nor there so yes representation was uh the number one reason that Mm -hmm. I that I created success talk I thought it was very important to share these stories of women and then also again like I said earlier my experience working with women was just easier Mm -hmm. and I think if we're able to share our experiences in the professional place it allows women to be able to kind of figure out what to expect or mm-hmm. or start to strategize before they even have to deal with these things. Right. Also, I wanted to challenge the idea of success in the way that we define success. Uh, I how, don't believe that it's just professional at all. Well, how do you define success? I define success as an overall happiness or dedication to your happiness. Mm. Happy Happiness is not just... Um, like a blanket thing that you can just put on and say, okay, I have on my happy blanket, so I'm definitely happy. <laughs> it takes decision making to be happy. Yes. You have that to make choice we spoke yes, about earlier. You have to make the right decisions for yourself that will result in you being happy with what you've done. And that goes beyond just professional. If you're not taking care of yourself in a personal space, whether it's eating correctly, exercising, meditating, prayer, if that's what you do, connectivity with your family and your friends, alone time, whatever fills you up. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing that and you're not taking your full self into your professional life, you're going to have some imbalance. And so challenging people to consider taking care of themselves more oh. and creating that as a job for themselves as well, making it a priority for mm-hmm. yourself, thinking about it, talking about it, right. challenging your friends, your peers, because sometimes people don't realize that they're not taking care of themselves yes. until someone who they trust is honest with them and says, hey, is everything okay? Or, you know, yeah. you haven't been your usual self. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So um, that is 
that those two reasons were my motivating forces for creating Success Talk. And I am so proud of the work that I've been able to do thus far. I'm so proud of, of the women that I've spoken with and the things that they've shared. Because as I said, we've all left our conversations with something that helps us elevate ourselves. Well, I am really proud of you for doing what you do and what you continue to do. And I must say that the self-care is it's a really hard one. It is a repetitive theme on this podcast, at least, because it's something that we all can improve upon. And it's very interesting that when I ask um, about the Fab Five, which you will get to answer a little bit later, one of the things that re often comes up is self-care, love yourself, do for yourself, spend time for yourself. So I think it's something that we always, uh, we often can improve upon. And then to your second point, happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that choice that we were talking about earlier. Happiness is a choice. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.